You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Food feature. Right, so let's kick off food by looking at uh, this really cool concept. We've got award-winning chef Vusindlovu of Edge in Franchuk. He's in residency at Farmhouse 58, which is based at the Cradle of Humankind. So they've created a very bespoke a la carte food menu, this offering, which is very exclusive and it's available during uh, his visit only. And he's been staying there, of course, in residence. Um, it's the inaugural chef in residence at Project 58. And it really is about bringing this philosophy, this idea of being closer to nature, slowing down the pace of leaning towards sustainability. It's about bringing it to life. And uh, uh, this food ethos that they've been developing, uh, which aims to kind of allow chefs and culinary contributors from all over the country and all over the world to explore and share their craft with the 58 community. That's what they call it. Um, And it's interesting that we're moving in that direction where various communities are starting to to emerge that as people were now socializing and gathering around um, communities quite strongly. Vusi joins us now on the line. Good afternoon, Vusi. How are you doing? I can't complain. How are you guys doing? I'm today? very good. Welcome to our part of the world. <laughs> I hope you're not missing Franchuk too much. <laughs> no, I think I brought the rain with us. So oh, I think we needed it. So it's like a bit close. <laughs> so she was like home a little bit. So yeah. Yeah, no, we needed it. So we're grateful. Um, so you've been staying at Farmhouse 58 since the start of the week, since the start of your residency, I should say. What kind of inspiration yeah. have you drawn being in that kind of setting and really considering the philosophy there? Um, I think like you mentioned it earlier, and I think you said it perfectly, um, just getting away from the hustle and bustle of daily life, you know, Zoom meetings, um, car picking up kids and all of all of those things has just been quite peaceful but i'm not used to resting and being in such silence so it's been quite refreshing um and i think it's been quite helpful also the kind of menu that we're putting together we initially had a plan but i think we sort of like there was no need to sort of you know have the exact ingredients because we're trying to work with the system that we have yeah so but i do think it's been quite inspirational to see how things can be molded by the environment Mm. And I think something turned out better than they actually were supposed to, so that's awesome. Yeah, that must be exciting for you as a chef. Of course, it comes with a lot of pressure uh, because you have mm. to innovate and uh, be creative around what you have in front of you because it's it's limited. Uh, the range of what you have in front of you is limited and yet still create something memorable. Yeah, I think that's, the, that's part of it, you know, like... You know, back in the city or wherever, like even the Western Cape, I can call seven different people and I can have almost anything I need. Mm. But then, but I find that there's more creativity and limitations. So I think that's been the best part of this to sort of just say, okay, cool, we've got one potato, some ingomansi, and we sort let's make a plan. And so, I mean, obviously we'll use it up, but I mean, it's been that kind of eye opener to say, like, we're just going back to cooking now. It's not about the frills or anything like that. It's just purely the ingredients. And that's most of that we have. Mm. And that's perfect. Mm. I was part of this experience. Um, guests have also been allowed and have had an opportunity to join you in the kitchen and to assist you <laughs> in preparing the evening meal. Like, you know, a completely immersive experience or dining and learning experience. I got to yeah. do a little bit of that in Prince Albert a couple of years ago. And 
I don't know how you find it, but I know if I'm cooking, I I, I would not <laughs> want to have so many in my so own home, I. in my kitchen at home anyway. It's it's like a space where you also get away, where you want to kind of meditate on your own while you cook. And having multiple, con- you know, it's it just doesn't make it as conducive. Um, so how are you coping? How are you faring? What do you prefer? Um, so there's a real answer to that. And then there's a... The answer, <laughs> um, but I think we just had to adjust a few things. Like I said, let's rather explain to the guests at the table when they've got a finished product. Because if you're just seeing a bunch of onions being cut yeah, and some yeah. things boiling on the stove, doesn't make sense. But when they're eating it, and then they can engage with it on a more personal level, because food is very personal. So I think we just try to sort of um, corner that off so that we can have space to actually create the dishes in the right way, and then let the guests enjoy them, and then. We talk them through it and what the inspiration was, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, yeah, I think that's more yeah. peaceful. That's more peaceful because we do want to walk easier, away easier. still <laughs> still liking you. Because <laughs> I know no, I also want to be friends, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, people see party worms in the kitchen and they go like, oh my God, am I going to eat those snacks? <laughs> and then but they, they don't know that it's like the first ever African, I call it an African soy sauce. So they're like, then they have it and they're like, oh, it makes sense, you know. So mm. yeah, that takes a bit of time to to work around but i mean i think we i think we're hitting our stride now so everything is well yeah let's talk about that in fact because um this is also about celebrating and experiencing uh, um just a holistic taste of south african of you know something indigenous um what what has been your your thinking what have you prepared in that regard um, so with Edge, so I mean, I've been cooking for 11 years mm. and we've done it all, you know, Asian, French, I mean, like I said, American. But um, so with our approach now, I just wanted to do something that was literally like, not scary, but like, I wanted to get excited again, like, okay, cool, like this is a whole new array of ingredients. So our concept was to sort of um, look at the African continent as a whole. Because as South Africans call, we do know that we know our stuff and there's some really good chefs uh, push that narrative of South African ingredients and the South African cuisine. So I just figured, okay, no, we need to now look at Africa as a whole. And that has brought us to some really interesting ingredients, which you are now highlighting and showcasing, but in a familiar manner. So we're not trying to make a goosey stew for no one who's never had a goosey before, because it can be quite challenging to approach from the get-go. So we always try to take... Um, ingredients and philosophies from the continent mm. and then adapt them in, in a minimalistic but yet respectful way so that someone, if someone has a taste of like melon seed or which I think you guys have today um, <laughs> will be like oh I've had this but in a dessert mm. but now they have written the same thing and we've got a, um, a, a dish here which has got a, a West African groundnut sauce so that, that sauce was used to cook meat in like lamb, goat, chicken um, so we just thought okay no let's just not go so crazy. Let's <laughs> use the sauce as a highlight. Yeah. And then put something like charred broccoli on top of it just to make it more approachable. Yeah. So it's been going well. I think it's working. But people don't really realize that they've literally traveled half of the continent mm. with like three dishes. Mm, wow. I, I can just imagine the conversations and the explanations because those interactions with the chef um, can be quite a lot of fun, a lot uh, and a great way to learn because this is also about a learning opportunity. You know, um, I com- had a complete 
change in how I, I do spinach, in fact, from one of these conversations, like with the chef at, at the table. So I know that it can be quite value, uh, valuable. So there's this retreat that's taking place over the weekend um, to bring the residency uh, to a close. Um, it's open to the public from today, the 1st of October to Sunday, the 3rd of October. Um, you can go to 58.life. You might want to go through for the whole weekend or you might want to book one of the evening meals or uh, uh, see how you can slot yourself into the program. But it's all available on 58.life. Very interesting as the development around Nirox continues to expand. And it's really lovely to have you in um, this part of uh, the country, Chef. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate it. That's award-winning chef Vusindlovu. Um, he is uh, nearing the end of his residency at, um, he's the chef in residence at Project 58 at Farmhouse 58. And this is just across from Nirox. Um, a very peaceful sort of experience, close to nature is what they are bringing to life with the food sustainability philosophy um, that is driving this experience, this immersive food experience with different chefs. And this is the very first one. And, uh, Chef Vosi Ndlovu, of course, kicking them off. So take a look at 58.life.